0: On a recent video that I posted on the topic of covered call ETFs, I got some really good questions covering, in general, a couple of key areas that seem to need clarification. For example, Dean Bryson says, once the shares are sold, the fund must then rebuy some more shares. And he says, no one talks about the reinvesting mechanics. Dee Anderson added to the thread, he said, this is something I have asked before, but I'm yet to get a reasonable answer. And in this video today, I'm going to make every effort to answer those questions on the same topic. Dividend Duck says, While his explanation was fairly detailed I think he could have touched on what would happen to HMAX in the event that the fund needs to buy back shares at a higher price after the calls are exercised by the other party and Michael added in a rising market don't they have to buy back their optioned positions the next month at a loss that is at a higher price than what they just sold them for in the option. Really understandable questions for trying to clarify the math behind these uh, covered call ETFs. The second major area that was covered was this concept of losing your dividend. Uh, TD says, the BNS dividend in your math will probably be half that because the odds are the calls will get exercised before the ex-dividend date and you won't get the dividends on half of the shares. Gustavo says, and I'm assuming he's saying this somewhat sarcastically, shh, Don't tell anyone that part. Well, in this video today, I am going to tell you that part. I'm gonna talk about that. PM says, the other concern is if the shares are called away before the ex-dividend date, then they lose the dividend. And Anderson adds again, that results in the sale of your holding, which would also include loss of the dividends that it was generating. So is it true that with a covered call ETFs, A, if the shares are called away, you'll lose the dividend? The answer is no, I'll explain that here. Secondly, the concept of Will you lose money if the shares are exercised at a higher price and you have to buy them back? I'm going to cover all of those questions or both of those questions in the video today. Something that's really important to note here, when we're talking about these covered call ETFs, we are talking about funds with tens or even hundreds of millions of dollars in them. We're talking about funds that have, in some cases, millions of shares of the of the underlying companies that they own in the portfolio. The strategies that we're talking about here, probably won't work for the average, well, they won't work for the average person. They probably won't work for you. You need to have extremely large volumes, big chunks of money in order to make these um, strategies work. You need to have cash flow, you need to have size. I just thought I'd point that out because if you're thinking these strategies apply to the average person on the street, um, the answer is uh, they don't. They apply only to these large, large funds. In this video, I'm going to use two examples. Now, One of these examples is extremely, extremely simple. The first one is gonna be so simple um, in concept that it's not a realistic example, but I'm putting it in to show the math to answer one of these questions. The second strategy, the second example will be a little bit more realistic with a larger volume, uh, but even that will pale in comparison to what you actually see on the street. So let's start with example number one, and I'm gonna call this Portfolio Ike. So in this scenario, Ike owns two shares of XYZ stock at $50 each. So the total portfolio value is $100. Ike sells options in this case on both of his shares. So he sells at the money options with a $50 strike price and a 30 day expiration. For this, he receives $2 in premiums. When we add this up, you've got $100 in shares. You've got $2 in premiums for a total portfolio value now of $102. During the 30-day holding period, XYZ rallies from $50 to 100. And as I said, this is probably not a realistic example, but I wanna show the math. So we're going, you're, you're doubling the share price here. Obviously, in this case, both shares are gonna get called away. Ike now owns zero shares because everything was called away. But of course, he gets $100 from the options holder. So he now has $100 in cash plus the $2 in premiums that he collected, his portfolio value is now $102. Now this is a critical part of the strategy here. Ike now goes out and he immediately buys one new share of the company, which of course now is trading at $100 a share. So he owns one share at $100, he owns $2 in premiums still in the portfolio, the portfolio value again, is $102. So in this extreme example, this sort of illustrates how, even though the share price has doubled, the value of the portfolio is maintained. You're just gonna end up owning fewer shares at the end of the day. And if we're looking at this extreme example of only owning two, obviously, that couldn't be perpetuated. But in a few moments here, we're gonna look at a more realistic example um, in the real world of how this strategy would work. Okay, so let's address the dividend side of this equation here now. Let's assume that stock XYZ has a dividend yield of 5%. In the first scenario where Ike owned two shares that were worth $100, 5% of 100 is obviously $5 a year that he would receive in dividends. Once he has gone through this transaction of repurchasing the shares, he now owns one share at $100 in value, still 5% of $100 is $5 a year. So in this scenario, despite owning Fewer shares, in this case one versus two, he's still going to be collecting the same $5 a year in dividends. Again, this only works if he goes out and repurchases those shares at you know immediately. And that's basically the way these things work. The fund managers, when their shares are called away, they will go out and immediately replace those. Another question that comes up with dividends, and I didn't read this in comments last time, but I can anticipate. Yes, but if the share price goes up, your dividend yield is gonna go down. Uh, If we look at a historic example here, I'm just gonna use TD Bank as the example here. If we look at the orange line, that's the 20 year share price of TD. If we look at the dividends per share, which is the blue dotted line, that is the dividends per share. And you can see that a major goal of the Canadian banks or of many companies is to keep the dividend in proportion overall to, to the share price. So it's realistic to expect that yes, as the share price rises, the dividend uh, would rise along with that. So uh, let's sort of use that as, as a benchmark when we're looking at these scenarios here. Hey folks, as many of you know, in addition to this YouTube channel, we also have the Investing Academy. This is our online platform and we work with Canadians of all ages from across the country to help educate about investing and financial issues in general. The course material is designed to take you from a raw beginner to a fully confident investor. Now it's time to dedicate an entire module to the topic of dividends, because as I told you guys, they are that darn important. I will put a link in the description of this video and maybe check us out. Now back to the video. I wanna look now at example number two, which is sort of a bit of a more realistic example with some bigger numbers. And I'm gonna call this example ETF Co. And in this case, ETF Co owns 2,000 shares of stock ABC, trading at $50 a share. So the total portfolio value is $100,000. In this case, the ETF sells options on a thousand of those shares at a dollar per option. So instead of 100% of the portfolio, like example one, we're now only writing shares on 50% of the portfolio. Again, they're selling at the money options with a $50 strike price with a 30 day expiration date. So in this scenario, the fund receives $1,000 in premiums. So we do the math on this. We've got $100,000 worth of shares we've got $1,000 of premiums, so the total portfolio value is 101,000. Over the next 30 days, in this case, ABC goes up from $50 a share to $53 a share, much more realistic scenario. In this case, of course, 1,000 of uh, ETF Co.'s 2,000 shares are going to be called away. So if we look at this now, ETF Co. owns $53,000 worth of shares, which is the thousand remaining, which are now worth $53 a share, $50,000 in cash from the options that were exercised, and $1,000 in cash from the options premiums. So $53,000 in shares, $50,000 in cash, $1,000 from the premiums, total portfolio value in this case is $104,000. Okay, so this is really critical now to the strategy as we just talked about. ETF immediately goes out. I mean, talking that same day, they go out, and they buy 943 shares of company ABC um, at $53 a share because that's the new share price. The 943 shares times $53, the new price, cost them $49,979. This leaves them with $21 in cash. Plus, of course, they have cash in the portfolio from the, the options premiums that they wrote at $1,000. So if we sort to summarize everything, $102,979 worth of shares, they've got 1,943 shares at $53 each. They've got $1,021 cash on hand. Total portfolio value is $104,000. If we look at what I would call the key takeaways from this strategy here, the total portfolio during this 30-day time period went from $100,000 to $104,000. ETF Co. raised $1,021 that they can use for distributions. And keep in mind that the various ETF companies distribute different, they have different formulas. Some of them have target ratios that they will um, distribute each time, regardless of whether the portfolio brings that money in uh, during that time period. Others only will distribute and flow through whatever they earn. So if the portfolio brings in $1,021 during that time period, that's what they would distribute in the scenario we just looked at here the stock price is up six percent during the course of the month the total return on the fund though is four percent remember here fifty percent of the upside of the portfolio was capped because of the covered call strategy but when you do the math on this the stock itself was up six percent it went from fifty dollars to fifty three dollars during the course of the month that's a six percent increase the fund in this case was up four percent now that is more than 50% upside. I mean, you might expect that because it's capped at 50%, if the stock goes up 6%, the the fund itself will go up only 3%. But because of the covered call overlay, the upside is actually 4% in this case. So that's more than that 50%. So that's an interesting twist sort of on how, how the math works on this. The dividend scenario in this case, stock ABC has a dividend yield, we talked about earlier, of 5%. So with a $100,000 portfolio times 5%, the fund would expect to receive $5,000 in dividend distributions each year. In new scenario, their shares are now worth $102,979. If you take 5% dividend distribution on that, you're looking at $5,148.95 a year, uh, despite owning fewer shares. The math behind these covered call option strategies can be really, really confusing. And unfortunately, that leads to a lot of mistrust uh, of the sector in general. There are lots and lots of misunderstandings, lots of myths out there. For full context, watch this video right here, which will cover those in more detail. Um, As always, the link for our investing academy is in the description below. Thank you for watching this video and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.